Welcome to Monday's edition of Con Café for the 12th day of September, year of our Lord, 2022. So glad you're joining us. I pray this bring a blessing to your life. May this increase your faith, double your service to God, and grow the kingdom of God with God's help. We're looking at the scripture for this coming Sunday. It comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13, and we're reading it in the New International Version of the Bible. And the title comes from the actual passage itself from this version. We cannot serve both God and money. And I pray this make us think, make us repent, (laughs) make us commit, and make us go ever onward and upward. So friends, let's hear the word of God from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verse 1. Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? Nine hundred gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it four hundred and fifty. Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, thanks be to God. Well, Jesus says we will all face a day of reckoning. We will be asked to account for our lives, our faith, and what we shared, what we didn't. It's all in this parable about a shrewd manager. The parable is set in the cultural setting and a time when the images Jesus shares made sense to all who were present and listening. Not everyone was able to fully understand all of his parables, even his own disciples. But people knew the rich men or the rich man of their village or town. They long suspected various ways in which he made his money. Some even knew, but they also knew that he relied on the help of others. And Jesus uses this as his example of how our lives will be evaluated on how we lived with what God has given to us. The master knew or heard that his manager was misappropriating his funds. And so he calls him in to give an account of his management of all that had been entrusted to him. So the manager 
panics and says, I'm losing my job. What am I going to do? I've not been doing what I should have done. And so what I need to do is get ready to be out on the street without a job. So what he does is he calls in those who are indebted to his master and asks them how much they owed. The first who owed him for 900 gallons of olive oil was then told that half of his debt was forgiven and all that he owed was 450 gallons. What a blessing to that man. What an attitude of gratitude that man now holds toward this manager because instead of owing the full amount, he's been forgiven half of it. The second debtor was also called in and he was asked what he owed. This man owed 1,000 bushels of wheat and this debt was reduced to 800 bushels. The master was impressed with the action of the manager and commends him. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever's dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. The comparison Jesus is using is to say that if we can be trusted with worldly wealth, we can also be trusted with true riches. Our call is to trust God with all things that God has shared with us. The thing will come to this. Which master was more important in your life? Was it money or was it God? Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. God should be first in our lives. No question about it. God should be first in our lives. You and I have heard many times, you can't take it with you, referring to money, though there have been those who tried. You never see a U-Haul being towed by a hearse. Yeah, we've heard that, and that's true. But some cemeteries have such elaborate tombs and personal mausoleums that you can see that some people truly have tried to take it with them. Compare it to the Reverend Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Church in California, author of The Purpose Driven Life and pastor of Saddleback Church for many years, amassed quite a fortune from the publication of that book and the other first book, The Purpose Driven Church. And he stayed humble in spite of the money he had made from his book sales. He also paid back the church every single penny the church had paid him during his time as minister there and lived off his salary from books, the royalties from the books. But he later wrote that it was not a sin to be rich, but it was a sin to die rich, which in a way sums up what Jesus was teaching here. Reverend Warren believes God blessed him with riches, and he has tried to use it to bless others. Like I said, returning the salary the church paid to him back to the church and ultimately trying to give his money away where it can serve beneficial purposes and not be something the family will fight over. So, dear friend, whatever God has entrusted to you, use it to glorify God and to serve humanity. The best relationship we can have is with God. And that, my friend, will bless others and it will deeply bless you. Let's pray. Loving God, you are the author of all good things and giver of all good things. Help us to graciously and gratefully receive what you share in a spirit of worship and service so that we can bless your kingdom and all its citizens. Help us to grow your kingdom in loving ways. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray this has blessed you. And if it has, forward this to someone that needs a blessing. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your call to action. Love God in a very visible and contagious way that will bless others. 
Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Dadi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Please know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amen.